Hey, you. That's right. I'm talking to you. Want to kick it for a little bit? Wouldn't that be excellent? Well, hey, welcome to the Big Kid Show. I'm your host, and thank you for joining us today. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe or follow button, and then you will magically become a big kid. It's just science. Today, joining me, as usual, are my good friends and yours, Mr. B and Mr. Mark. Thank you. Thank you. We welcome and appreciate your applause. Today is going to be a fun one because today on the BKS we will be honoring a great man, one that we have discussed numerous times on the show, so many times that we thought if we don't do a ranked to honor this man's great acting career soon, well, then we should just pack up the band and go home. And nobody wants that. The big kids, we have over 60 fun episodes out there for you to listen to. And everybody says they want 60 more. So here we go. Today, we honor the great Michael Keaton. Born Michael John Douglas in Pennsylvania. Michael Keaton has some ties to our great state of Ohio as he has attended the Kent State University. Don't quote me on this, gents, but I'm pretty sure that he may have been attending there during the Kent State shooting massacre. So, yeah, that was a a black eye in the history of America. But he was there during that time, I'm guessing. He's a Golden Globe Award winner, an Academy Award nominee, and has been it has been agreed by the Big Kid Elite that he is the world's greatest Bruce Wayne. I like to think of him as the godfather of the DC Universe movies. He's a comic lead, a dramatic lead. If you need someone to play a perfect cop, good news, he looks like a cop. If you need someone to play a politician, great. He looks like a politician. And more importantly, if you need someone to play a homemaker, he's uh, he's more than up for the job. Today, we honor one of the big kid favorites. Again, that's Mr. Michael Keaton. Now, the way that this works, we all have cast our votes for Mr. Keaton's greatest movies. We have entered them into the big kid computer and cha-ching. We have the results. And just a reminder, I, the host, I am the only one that knows the order of today's countdown. So without further ado, let's Batman dive right off the side of a skyscraper into this thing. And let's get into this countdown. All right. So we narrowed it down to a top 10 and we might have some honorable mentions at the end if time allows us to do so. At number 10, we have the movie My Life. At number nine, we have the movie Clear History. And we don't have a number eight, gentlemen, because we have a tie. We have a tie for number seven with the movie Spotlight and the movie Birdman. Mm. I was wondering if those two would would dip into the top six. And and Birdman, I have to chime in, is I'm actually disappointed in you guys. That movie is awesome. It's just the filmography alone is worth watching Birdman. The so. filmography is good. It's weird. It's such a weird movie. <laughs> and, and, uh, but I, I the like, weirdness got me a little bit. <laughs> see, I, I like I like weird and uh, yes, you that's, do. that's an awesome movie. So even though the, the, the other two big kids in the room maybe voted a little lower, Birdman is worth watching because it's just, there's so many awesome things about it. So give Birdman a check out. Ignore these other two. It was critically two. acclaimed, I believe, as well. Oh, hell yeah, it was. Well, and Spotlight was one that uh, tied with Birdman. And for those of you that not 
have not seen Spotlight. It's a movie that's based off of a real life story when the Boston Globe blew the lid off of the... Yeah, loosely based off of a a true story. When the Boston Globe blew the lid off of the uh, Catholic priest situation. um, And and that won an Academy Award for Best Picture, too. So That one's a great movie. Clear History came in at number nine just because I gave it such a high vote. And you guys, it didn't make your your top ten at all. Have you seen Clear History? I have it. And the and the reason why is so I I didn't register it as a movie because it was a non theatrical release, so it kind of threw me off. It shows it, you cl- my choice of movies, huh? Well, 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 no, it's clearly a movie, and actually, I really like it. And that's really on Mister B for making an error because I would have put that higher. So, yeah, I think it, that Clear History was a movie that was written and sold to HBO. So it went straight yes. to HBO and it's a comedy film. Larry David is the the main character. So obviously that tells you how much of a comedy film it is. But it, it's <laughs> it's got the an all-star cast. Kate Hudson, Danny McBride, Michael Keaton, Eva Menendez, uh, we have Bill Hader, J.B. Smoove, who is one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Uh, but he, in that movie, we have Michael Keaton, who's playing, who does he play? Uh, Mr. Stumpo or something like that? He's, Stumpo. He's, Stumpo. <laughs> yeah, he's like, a, he's like a guy that loves to drink and blow things up. Uh, yeah. And which I feel like Michael Keaton in Clear History is playing like a kind of a, an alternate version of Beetlejuice a little bit, like the way that he talks and the way that he carries himself, he, he carries himself like a, uh, I don't know, like a, a New Hampshire version of Beetlejuice, like a, a real walking, living version of Beetlejuice. All right. So are we cool to move on to the top six? Cause that's where we really get into the nitty gritty here, boys. We are, so. even though Birdman, it was an amazing film, but yes, we'll move on. Birdman was an amazing film. We, I think we're going to discuss that a little bit more after we get through the top 10 here. So just to recap, tied for number seven, we have Spotlight and Birdman. At number nine, we have Clear History, straight to cable TV. And at number 10, we have My Life. So tied for number five, we have another tie. Wow. Another tie. So I'll kick things off with one of the number fives. And... The number five that we have here coming in with 13 votes is The Founder, which I absolutely loved this movie. I thought that Michael Keaton was pure genius in The Founder. So he plays businessman Ray Kroc, who kind of created McDonald's as we know it anyway. You know, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, you'll learn in the movie that he didn't actually create McDonald's. He kind of saw something that was working and was totally awesome. And he's like, oh, how can I capitalize on this and make it into a worldwide household name? And so Ray Kroc obviously did that because we've seen the signs that say there's been over 300 billion trillion burgers sold or something of that nature. But this is a, a biographical drama film. But the thing that I love about this movie, like, I love that, one, you get to see, like, the inner workings of McDonald's, how it kind of started, and then how it became just as much about real estate as it was about the burgers. 
which was really yep. interesting and how quick that they could make things in such an organized fashion and get the customers in and out. McDonald's in the beginning, according to this movie, was all about the turn and burn, turn and burn, turn and burn. Get them in, get them out, get them fed and get them on their way and bring them back in. And he starts off as like this traveling milkshake machine salesman guy. Correct. And then he ends up being, you know, extremely wealthy because he takes this this tried and true little mom and pop shop almost and makes it into a worldwide household name. But but the thing that is so brilliant about Michael Keaton in this movie and the way that he plays Ray Kroc, I'm all about I want emotion, right? I want to be on an emotional roller coaster ride when I watch a movie, when I watch a film, when I'm watching one of my favorite actors. And boom, he nails it on this one because there are parts of this movie where I love the Ray Kroc character. I, I want to hug him. I want to be his best friend. I want to know everything about him. And there are other times that I want to punch this man right in the face <laughs> where I'm like, you are an evil son of a bitch. And That's I acting. do not like you at all. That is acting. If he can take me from, I want to be his best friend to, I want to punch him in the face within an hour and a half. That's difficult to do. Mr. B has done that a lot, but it's difficult to do, <laughs> especially when I'm true. sitting on the couch eating chips uh, in, in, in my own little version of heaven, heaven on earth right there. But Michael Keaton, he took me there. And I love the co-stars in this movie as well. Nick Offerman, hey, John Carroll say, Lynch. Boom. Nick, I could tell your favorite one was Nick Offerman. I know you love some Nick Offerman. I love me some Nick Offerman. He's good. You yeah. played Dick McDonald. Ron Swanson, <laughs> the greatest man to ever walk the earth. Yes. Uh, sir, that's, that's a, a meal for uh, 15 people. I know what I said. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I know what I'm about, son. But I, I loved the founder. I had this one significantly higher on my list than than you guys had. I want Mr. B to guess where I put the founder on my top ten list. I think four. Mark, would you like I'm to take guess a three based upon how you talked about it? Mark's close. Two. Put oh, it at two. Real good for you. Wow. So and, and I bet Marcus had it not rated. <laughs> It was number 10 for me. Number 10 for Mark. Okay. Okay. All right. So that is tied for number five with the founder. Guess what it's tied with, boys? When Batman came back, he returned. It's tied with Batman Whoa. Returns with 13 points. Right. We're ahead at number five. Yeah. So <laughs> Batman Returns, which we all know how much we talked about uh, the original Batman from our previous Batman Rankum. Excuse me. So, uh, Batman Returns released in June '92. Budget sixty to eighty to ninety million. It was all over the place. Um, I tried to narrow it down, but box office it did amazingly well. It was uh, two hundred sixty-six million. I think it even at the time it was the highest box office weekend like of that uh, year. Which, of course, I mean the movies have crushed it, but at that point that was pretty significant. Yeah. Um, this one wasn't as good as the original Batman, no. But I think the reason why I ranked it so high is because I love that original. So when this came out, what, two and a half years later, I was like, sweet, another one's coming out. Great. And, you know, it had um, Danny DeVito playing the Penguin. It had uh, Michelle Pfeiffer playing Catwoman. Christopher Walken playing that creepy Max Shrek guy. 
<laughs> Danny DeVito did a pretty creepy penguin. Oh thing. yeah, it was scary, and, and it was a yeah. very it was it was even darker than the first one. Which yes, I, I remember reading some things that um, like McDonald's. Speaking of the founder, McDonald's had this whole like uh, Happy Meal thing around the movie, and then because the movie yeah. was so dark, they're like, "We got to pull this man." Like parents are pissed. This is not like a kids' movie by any means. It's you know dark, and penguins have rockets, and they're trying to kill everyone in Gotham. And um, <laughs> but again, I love Batman movies. We have talked about how much we love Batman. Um, it just kind of follows up off that original one, but. Unfortunately, I've read some things that were not so great about Batman. So I actually saw Michael Keaton said he never watched the final cut of this film. Really? Yeah. So it was a guest wow. appearance on uh, a Mark Marone's uh, uh, podcast. And he said he admitted he never saw the full finished version of Batman Returns. He actually says he claimed wow. to took, take the role because he needed money at the time for a real estate deal. And he got paid $10 million for the role, which think about that. 92, he got paid $10 million. Do, so, do you know if he, do any of us know if he got any of the 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 royalty actions on because ba the Batman stuff had so much merchandise. I mean, you talked about McDonald's, uh, the figures, I mean toys, the clothing, the clo yeah. everything. I, I don't think so, but I mean what I Again, I'm kind of reading between the lines. Is I'm not sure he really wanted to do Batman Returns. I think at some point yeah. they said we'll give you ten million dollars. He's like, I'll dance on a, I'll dance naked on a <laughs> platform for ten million dollars <laughs> on a trisket. Well, and we're talking about ninety two. I mean, I, I know ten million dollars is a lot yeah. even today, but back then that's ridiculous money for an actor. Um, there was a bunch of weird stuff with the film too, like. Um, Actually, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was not the first Catwoman. Uh, was, Annette Benning was cast as the uh, Catwoman, and mm. she she literally she literally was cast, and then she had to pull out because she found out she was pregnant. Mm. She was like, "Oh, I'm pregnant. That's I can't crazy. do that." Um, yeah, that'll that'll stop you. And there was a, a bunch of people they thought of for the Penguin: Marlon Brando, John Candy, Dean Ooh. Martin. Think about Dean Martin Ooh. playing that. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, Dustin Hoffman. These are all people they had at least thought of as playing. The I think Penguin. they dodged a couple bullets there. Oh. Danny DeVito nailed it. Yeah, well, he did nail it. And that's always the thing. And I don't know if you got this was a deep track. So at one point they actually they were planning on introducing a Robin, and you know who the Robin was going to be? It was going to be Marlon Wayans. Really? Yeah. So I he literally he literally was he was not only cast, but he actually was measured for a suit and everything. Marlon Wayans. Yes. And then once they got into doing the film, they're like, we got so many characters, we can't we can't do a two hour movie and have a Robin. So he ultimately wow. was cut from it. But I thought that was interesting. In ninety two, Marlon Wayans was considered I mean, he was cast to play Robin. Um Yeah, that's pretty wild. But yeah, I the it had the highest at that time it was the highest opening weekend for a movie ever in the United States. Yeah, and I think sometimes when you get a movie like that, I mean Batman's such a massive franchise, it it's automatically gonna ride off the coattails of the the first one, but it was still a good movie. I mean, again, it wasn't as good, I think, as the original, but I mean it was still a damn good movie. So and when you get a cast that is that star studded, you know. You don't have to try too hard. 
And <laughs> that's last fun fact, which so uh the director, um Cliff or Cliff Burton. <laughs> Tim Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Um <laughs> right. so, yeah, Cliff Tim. Shout out to Cliff. In, Metallica yeah, movies. Yeah, there you go. Um the casting director who was Marin Marion Daughtry, um, he actually told someone, he was like, Yeah, Tim Burton was reluctant to cast Chris Walker because he was scared of him. <laughs> now, now, now hang on think about i'm talking about tim burton the, the guy that directs the darkest films right and he was like christopher walken creeps me out your dad and, your dad carried this watch funny. in his yeah. ass <laughs> through, through months of dysentery actually good good job put on this that. watch in my ass <laughs> this so, watch i mean batman returns to me i'm sure i probably boosted up the thing i ranked it high because i I'm going back to being a 12 year old kid. And at the time I was like, man, this is the follow-up. I'm so excited for it. I, I actually rewatched it. It's probably still been 10 years ago. And I was like, yeah, it's not as good as I thought it was, but it was, <laughs> but it was like, I mean, we talked about how much that first Batman, like just jacked us up. And then, so the second one, I was like, yes, they're doing another one. So yeah, Batman yeah. returns. Obviously there's a reason why it's a little lower on the list, but I still love it. And hey, number five's not bad. Not oh, bad. not too shabby. Yeah. And considering how many movies Michael Keaton has done, exactly. it's tough to crack the top five. <clears throat> Absolutely. Speaking of how many movies he's done, that's a good lead into number four because number four, we have multiplicity, Ooh. which is a word that you don't get to say very often. Multiplicity comes in at number four with 15 total votes. I love that this one made the top four, honestly, like that. So I actually went back and rewatched this movie again. <laughs> I think this was one that when I very first saw it, so it came out uh, July 17th, 96. So I was in high school when it came out and I don't think I saw it right when it came out, but um, you know, I saw a little bit after and it was one of those that like, I was like, all right, this is probably just going to be like a cheesy, you know, kind of cheesy film with like the slapstick comedy or whatever. It is a little cheesy, don't get me wrong, but it is freaking hilarious. I went back and, and watched it again this week and was crying laughing through a couple of the parts. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. So anybody who's not familiar with it, it's kind of a, they call it a science fiction comedy, which I, I guess. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so Michael Keaton, the wonderful Andy McDowell. Um he basically is like a contract. Nick loves Andy McDowell. I, I, yeah. I, I never hesitate to uh, jump in here for a moment just to point out I've had a crush on Andy McDowell since I knew 95. Did, I, no, this movie came out in, yeah, 96. Since 95, I've had this crush. And I'm telling you, whatever that shampoo is that she is advertising, <laughs> it keeps her young because she looks it's about. 18, buddy. She looks about seven months older than she looked in this film today. So Nick has seven Andy, bottles of it in his shower. If you ever want to have dinner sometime, <laughs> just send an email. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to a weird place. Big so Nick at Andy McDowell is, is calling the proper authorities at this moment and <laughs> reporting Big Nick. Um, so Michael Keaton, he's like a contractor, architect kind of job. And he basically is just completely run out. He's got two young kids. I empathize. He's run ragged. He can't, you know, his job is, is taking over his life. He doesn't have a whole lot of time to do other things. And he ends up in uh, this college where I'm pretty sure it's a college. And 
a water main breaks and he ends up having like a breakdown and ends up like smashing <laughs> everything with the wrench and water's going everywhere. And then one of the professors comes up to him and it turns out this guy's a physicist, a genetic physicist, I think. And he tells him, he says, Hey, I've, I've been working on cloning. And he talks about all the different things he's cloned. And, you know, he's like, Oh yeah. Michael Keen's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. And then another version of the guy walks into the room and Michael Keaton's like, wait a minute. And he's got a Hawaiian shirt on and sunglasses and he looks all relaxed. So long story short, Michael Keaton ends up getting cloned multiple different times. And the first time, Michael Keaton, nice guy in the movie, clone one is kind of an asshole, to to put it bluntly. Right. I mean, kind of like all of us would be. Yeah, kind of don't take shit, you know, real kind of classic a-hole. Then he decides he wants to clone one more time. This guy becomes like the prim and proper, wouldn't do anything wrong type. And then the two clones decide to clone themselves and create a fourth <laughs> clone that ends up being this complete putz. He's like basically like a, a six-year-old in an adult's <laughs> body. And the hilarity that ensues just of him trying to keep track of everybody. And like, he is, he's like rule number one, nobody sleeps with my wife. And then in one day, all three of them sleep with his wife. Poor Andy. And the, the one guy, the, the guy is like, like, Hey, this, yeah, hey. basically like the six year old, yeah, like the one that's like a, the kid adult, he sleeps with her. And, they all in a room together and they have to break the news to him that they slept with his wife. And the guy, just, he, he just looks at Michael Keaton's character. He goes, she touched my pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton should have been paid like four or five different salaries for this movie yeah. because he's playing four or five different versions of the main character. It, it, see, this is this movie may not be like, look, Spotlight is an incredible film, yes, right? Yes. Um, my life. Great film. The founder, I would even biographical picture, great film. Multiplicity, no, not great film. It's just Michael Keaton's thrown out there and they're like, Can you play like 20 different versions of yourself? And he's like, I can't. No problem. Uh I'll be here on Tuesday and I'll nail it. And he does. And it's amazing. So it's it's really it's really crazy to see. And it's a comedic range, too. Like, I yeah. mean, he's doing a, a comedy show there, a comedy movie, and he's 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 phenomenal in it. Like, I don't know how many people could pull this off, but he pulled it off fantastically. And the personalities are <laughs> vastly different from each other. Yes. Like, I mean, there's a there's a lot of difference. You know, I mean, there's there's a scene where so clone number one, the kind of a-hole, is the guy that basically has been doing his job and kicking ass while he steps away and tries to relax, which I don't think he ends up relaxing the whole movie. And he gets the flu. Well, there's a huge inspection on one of the buildings. So clone number two has to fill in and he has no idea what's going on. And just the way that he, he's able to kind of encompass all these different characters and really represent them all is hilarious. I'll point out one more funny scene from this movie. So the actual Michael Keaton character, he goes and takes Andy McDowell out for dinner. And he's trying to have a conversation with her. At this point, there's only one clone. And he's taking care of the kids while the clone does his job. And he ends up finding out that taking care of the kids is much more difficult than doing his own job. So he goes and tries to talk to her and say, hey, this isn't really working out for me, right? 
And he finds out while they're out to dinner, clone one is across the restaurant hitting on a, a lady that he works with at his job and it cuts to him and he's like my wife the clone and the clone saying my wife she's cheating on me she doesn't even know i'm here he's basically trying to game this chick and he finds out they see each other and they both start scrambling the the clone goes into the bathroom so the michael keaton character follows him in he comes out the girl who the clone was hitting on sees the original michael keaton character and she's like hey that's not the jacket you were wearing when you went into the bathroom. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I uh, I switched with a guy in the bathroom. This, you know, there's things guys do. We just switched in the bathroom. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> there, there's so many, so many funny movies in that. There are so many moments in that movie. It uh, It's definitely worth checking out. <laughs> Multiplicity. That's a great one. Good one. It comes in at number four. Guess what? Number four leads to number three there, big kids. Mr. Mom comes in strong yes, at number three yeah. with 22 votes. So out of as much as I've loved Batman and Birdman, I bet I've watched Mr. Mom the most out yes. of all of these films. And I don't know if it's because my actual mom and dad made me watch this. I don't know. But so <laughs> Mr. Mom released in 83. I have no idea what. It cost to make, but it did okay. In 83, 64 million ballpark box office. Um, Michael Keaton played Jack Butler. So he was a, I think, an engineer for Ford Motor Company. He gets laid off. And of course, he's like, well, what the hell? So his wife, who actually has a you know advertising college degree, says, you know what? While you're looking for a job, I'll go to work. You will switch roles. You take care of the kids and she goes to work and the funniness ensues of a, a guy that's never really been at home taking care of kids. And there's just so many funny quotes like they, they call their vacuum uh, jaws because it just kind of like works on its own. And like there's a scene where the uh, uh, blender is like going and say, Kenny, give me your sword. <laughs> and he whacks it. <laughs> And you know, so and there's just and then of course like the neighbor, there's a neighbor woman that's hitting on hit on him. Uh his wife, who was played by Terry Gar, is getting hit on by her boss, who was yep. played by getting picked Martin, up by Martin Mole. Yep. And he's so, driving and, her to work and picking her up and dry yeah. oh man, in that scene he's like, Hey, if if you need me, honey, uh while you're at work, I'll, I'll either be at the gym or the gun club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i mean just I, the whole kind of flip-flop scene of a uh the housewife mom and the working dad and they kind of flip scenes um and that was a a lot of themes in a lot of the 80s movies actually at that time but yeah. this one was great i thought michael keaton played it perfect this was actually his first movie being top billing like the the top actor really? Yeah, because it was 83. Yeah, so he uh, had a smaller role in the movie Night Shift, and I think he did really well in that, which is why he got the role in this film. Um, With Henry Winkler was uh, Night Shift. Correct, sir. You know your knowledge. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't, there's something about it. And again, this goes back to nostalgia of, I mean, of course, in 83, we were all really young lads, but I remember watching this a lot in the late 80s, early 90s, and I still, love watching it i mean just it's just it, it brings me back yeah. to that time of being a younger kid and 
Keaton just kills it. He's, he's killed hilarious. It. Yeah, and there's like some, some interesting like uh, flashback scenes and stuff. And I don't even know. I, I'm butchering it. I'm sure even trying to explain how awesome this movie is. But I love Mr. Mom. And I, I'm curious where you guys ranked Mr. Mom. So I, we're talking about scenes here for a second. I love the scene where he offers the guy a beer and the guy goes, it's nine in the morning. He goes, scotch. <laughs> scotch? <laughs> There's another scene where he comes in and they're talking about electricity. Uh, shout out to my homie, JJ, uh, electrician that he's like, he's like, oh, what do you wire? 220? He's like, yeah, I don't know, 220, 221. <laughs> And, and it's whatever like, it takes, no. yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. And it's like, no, it's there's no such thing. So it's a funny electrician question. If you know anybody that's an electrician, so real quick, you asked where we rank them. Mark had Mister Mom coming in at. Uh, Let me just cut you off there, Mister Big ahead. Nick. I had Mister Mom at number three, Multiplicity yep. at four, and Batman yep. Returns at five. So I'm yep, three you're nailing for it. four so far, gentlemen. You're nailing I just want to point that out. Um, Ooh, yeah. And- and let's yeah. not give anything away, but I think you're going to nail number two and number one as well. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, so so Mark had it, uh, Mr. Mom at number three. Brian, you had it at uh, number four and Big Nick had it at number four as well. So very consistent scoring right. on so Mr. We all, Mom. We all love we, some Mr. Mom. We love me some Mr. Mom. Now, do not. Do not. Go and watch the trailer on YouTube. I mean, it is funny, but the way that they advertise that movie in 1983—very chauvinistic. Very, it would not work today. You can't. You could still have that movie today, but you couldn't have the way that they advertised it because I watched the original trailer from '83, and they're like, "When work's not going so well, he decides to be the woman." And it's like, well, the, you know, like they're slotting that that's the woman's job. Well, that's not really the way that the world works. You know, somebody's got to take care of the kids. Somebody's got to work. Times both, have changed. Right. We both can't stay at home. It doesn't have to be the woman or, you know, uh, or man doing that job. So I, I've watching the original trailer. I was like, ooh, that uh, doesn't, doesn't sound so great. But hey, the hey, movie hey, is Hey, wife, fantastic. if you're listening, I would love to be a stay-at-home dad. And you're right. He he nailed it. He played it perfectly. And this was sometimes in life, you see these films and you think you think that maybe they wrote this movie with him in mind, right? Like sometimes don't you see that with the, they they must have wrote this movie with him or this particular actor in mind for that film because I don't know if anybody else could have knocked it out of the park as big as he did. I was going to say, I mean, I think that between this movie and Multiplicity, I think he plays like the everyday man mm-hmm. extremely well. And he kind of is able to to uh, to give off the stress and struggle of the everyday life, but also just be hilarious. Like, just be funny, you know what I mean? And, and make fun of the situation, even though you can tell the guy's struggling, he's stressed out, but you don't feel stressed out. You feel like it's hilarious, right? Well, and Keaton, Keaton's humor is always found in the situation that he's playing, right? It's not necessarily, it's not necessarily his words. It's just, 
him being thrown into a situation and the way that he reacts or the look that he gives during the situation that makes it so funny. Who knows? Maybe it's the uh, Pennsylvania upbringing with a little time in Ohio that that makes him the perfect every man. Could be. Yeah, I just I know there was something mentioned that at the time. The only reason Keaton actually got the script is because his agent was talking with someone tied with the film and said, hey, this guy's pretty funny. You might want to think about it. So even his agent at the time was probably like, hey, this guy might be a good fit. So maybe that's part of it, too. But no, I agree. Just Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom, number one, killed it. He's the man. You know, Michael Keaton always plays a really good dad. He plays an even better Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom, 22 votes. That leads us to number two. I'm Batman. And we all all knew. Oh, yeah. I'm Batman comes in at number two with 26 votes. Have we talked about Batman at all? Ever on this show? No, we've never talked about Batman before. Please check some previous episodes because we mentioned Batman quite frequently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's why it's long overdue that we do a rankum to honor Mr. Keaton because he he seems to weasel and work his way into damn near every episode that we've ever done. So it was time to do it. And before we talk about it, I'm going to do a fun fact ahead of time on Batman just because I have this one. I happen to find this. So... When he was cast for Batman, we talked about he was from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. And he's a huge sports fan. So one of his clauses in his thing said um, that if the Pittsburgh Pirates make the playoffs, he can leave filming. And only big stars can pull that off. Like he literally said, hey, do you realize the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates make the playoffs? I, I'm going to have to take a break and we're going to have to cut recording wow of course course they did not make the playoffs so lucky for us movie watchers pittsburgh pirates have not been great at baseball for a lot of those years so we got to enjoy michael keaton but that's like that'd be like big nick at cast for a movie role he's like well if the cleveland browns go to the super bowl i'm gonna need to take a (laughs) break and they're like and they're like actually you're fine because that's not gonna happen yeah (laughs) you're worth it Oh yeah, it's the Browns. I just I just love kidding. that he he even he the fact that he even mentioned it shows you how much of a fan he is. Yeah. I mean he's like he's like, dude, I'm serious. Like I will have to leave. I got to go watch my my boys play. So well, and Mr. Keaton made it near the top of our list. So if you haven't listened to it, go back. We ranked all of the Batmans of all time and who did them. So definitely go back and check that out. But uh, Mr. Keaton is on that list. I won't say where. Spoil the fun. One uh, thing that I think is a great award that we have given him, and I did mention this at the top of the show, is we all hands down agreed that Michael Keaton is by far the best Bruce Wayne, right? Can I can I say that again? We we all we did agree on that. I believe. Yep. Uh, He he is the best Bruce Wayne. I think that there should be like a giant trophy delivered to his home. (laughs) The states you are the best Bruce Wayne ever. Batman, get Mr. Keaton that trophy. And it just has a bunch of money out of it because I mean, (laughs) when you're that wealthy, what do you give a guy that's wealthy? It's got to be like more millions of dollars. Exactly. uh, Mark, you're on that trophy. Go ahead, take care of that. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm all over it. Let me uh, <laughs> sell a few of my guitars and say, no, I can't do that. Sorry, Mr. Keaton. But uh, but no, I mean, this this movie is very well known. And it's interesting because they had looked at a lot of other people. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this on the one of the other episodes, but 
Pierce Brosnan was very heavily vetted to be Batman in his place. Um, and then there was a bunch of other guys, Mel Gibson, Kevin Costner, Harrison Ford, Dennis Quaid, Tom Selleck, Charlie Sheen, Bill Murray, and Willem Dafoe were all of in the conversation, to say the least. So, I mean, that's a lot of guys. And, you know, I think the big knock on Michael Keaton coming into Batman that generated quite a bit of negative press was that people that were fans of the comic book didn't think he was a good choice. And they also thought that he was going to be a little too, he was a little too slapstick comedy right. and that he wasn't really going to be able to pull off the part, which is interesting because this movie, he went the darker direction when it came to Batman. And uh, it's been admitted that this was an inspiration for the, the uh, well, I can't say the most recent now, but one of the more recent variations of Batman with the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns, uh, Batman Begins. So Vengeance. it's interesting. I mean, they got 50,000 plus letters that people wrote. Remember back in those days, people wrote letters. What's a letter? Send it to the studio when Michael Keaton was cast saying they were pissed. Well, That's a he, lot of letters. He was so just good like at it, though. But he was wrong. Remember, it was it was Mr. Mom, and it, it was, was very comedic. And right. also, he didn't have the uh, he didn't have any drama roles. It was well, all comedies. And, well, and also think of like a physical build. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you saw him in Mr. Mom, you're like, oh yeah, that guy's gonna play Batman in ten years. You're like, nope. You better put on thirty pounds and start lifting weights. So I'm sure that's a lot of that too. Like he didn't have the. Like, 50,000 people can't be wrong. Yes, they can be wrong. Yes, they can. I was here to tell you. Freaking wrong. Michael Keaton nailed it. I loved him as Batman. For me, yeah. like I was so starved for a freaking Batman movie when I was 10 years old. And then when he came out and played it and nailed it, and he was the perfect Bruce Wayne. And I think the perfect Batman, I he's Batman for me until the day I leave this earth. And you know what? If heaven, if heaven wants to hear some opinions of big nick i will tell them the same well let's just be honest gentlemen this movie hit the three of us in the absolute sweet spot for a Batman movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right i mean this came out in 1989 i was eight years old like between you were 34 yeah i was (laughs) i was just like multiplicity except i went back in time i mean eight to ten eight to twelve it's kind of the sweet spot for superhero type stuff. You know what I mean? And this hit right in the bucket and it was the fifth highest grossing film in history at the time it came out. So it's not like the 50,000 people that wrote a letter had, you know, kept people away from the theater. It made $400 million in the box office. You can uh, just to kind of go back what you guys said, you could see why people at the time would be like concerned. Yes. The the comic was concerned. Well, but I mean the comic, <laughs> the comic book people and the older people. Be and like, your old hey, Nick had no worries. Yeah, this guy was Mister Mom, and you know, kind of these kind of jokey roles. And you're like, this is going to play the Dark Knight, and yeah. of course he nailed it. So it shows you again. We talked about his range, and this is also my shameless plug to say, please watch Birdman because his range is awesome in Birdman. But. I, d- I digress. Jack Nicholson, but, Michael Keaton, uh, Kim Basinger, on him. Prince doing the soundtrack. I mean, come on, people. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's funny. This is number two on the list. Big, uh, Mr. B, you mentioned Marlon Wayans for Robin. 
There was actually a different Robin that they or a Robin that they considered for the original as well. Oh, really? You want to take a wild guess? Either you guys want to take a stab? Well, hang on. So think eighty. It's a comedian. I'll give you that. It's still a comedian. It had to have been like uh, not Robin Williams. No. Okay. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> okay, I can see Eddie that. Eddie Murphy. I, I feel like that would have taken it in a much yeah. different direction. Yeah, you I know what tr- I mean? Because I don't try to calm I him down. I, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> no banana in my tailpipe. I I feel like I, how can you have a serious dark Batman when you got you'd be way too tempting to use the talent of Eddie Murphy, who I absolutely love, as Robin. Um, and, and let's also not forget that Michael Keaton was the first Batman to lower his voice in costume as Batman, <sighs> which very famously has been followed by quite a few other actors, starting with Christian Bale. Well, because do you want do you want your Batman going, "Hey, I'm Batman," <laughs> "Hey, over there," yeah, it's I'm Batman. Well, well Michael he, Keaton had a good idea. His thought was, if it's the same voice, then people are going to recognize his voice. Right, right. You can Shit. see his chin. Right. You can see the chin, and you can hear the yeah. voice. You might recognize him. And he, and here's the thing, too, that I think is a little bit lost as well. Michael Keaton is such a good actor, we don't even notice how good his voice is. Like, And he's very much like a voice actor kind of dude. Like, it, like he does a different voice when he does hey, Beetlejuice. He does a different shout, voice shout, when he does Shout Batman. out to Cars. Yeah, different voice when he does uh, Bruce yes. Wayne. Different voice when he does Stumpo from uh, Clear History. <laughs> you know, it, uh, and some other movies that aren't on the list. Worth and uh, you know, he he changes his ver his voice for different roles in different uh, movies, and that's one thing that I think gets lost because his acting is so good that you you don't get to that second layer a lot. You don't even recognize it. But that's one thing that's amazing that he does, that the way that he's able to change his voice along with his personality with the delivery is fantastic. Well, and I, I'll just throw out one last thing. So this is my super fail when it comes to this movie. And it's, let me rephrase that, a almost fail. So there was a hope to make some extra money via product placement. So producer John Peters, wherever you are, how could you, sir? How dare you, sir? That's what how I said. dare you? How dare you? Suggested putting the Nike logo on the Batsuit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can really? you imagine? Is that a real thing? I swear, Tim Burton oh vetoed it. But he let Nike design the boots, and I don't think hey, they put the Nike symbol. But could you imagine a swoosh on the chest of Batman? It should hey, have Batman, been Reebok just with do the it. pump. He could have pumped up the boots. As I say, John I would, Peters, I how would dare rather you, sir? Uh, how dare you? British Knights. <laughs> Basic. Wow. Just do it. I mean, that was one of those. I read it and I was like, that's got to be fake. And I validated a few different places. Um, John Peters, how dare you, sir? Um, Yeah. Thank God that. Did you validate it or is that the research team? Well, I had to help the research team. Don't be taking credit. Don't be taking a couple people called off sick this week. So we, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes we get stepped in. Hey, why are they always so sick? I, I, bet, I bet with any of these movies that are potentially going to be positive, I'm sure big companies like McDonald's and Nike, and they're like, hey, can we slap our logo on there? We'll give you uh, $3 million. And I'm sure the movie people are like, that sounds sweet. But Especially then, when we're spending $80 million to produce it or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. But the, 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 the director's like, 
no, I don't want a Nike swoosh on Batman's, <laughs> on Batman's outfit. And he's like, well, to answer it, it your makes me question, run faster. Should we give him a jersey number? Should we give him a jersey number too? Batman, why are you number 13? That's a weird number, buddy. Why is Batman in the dunk competition? I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) Big Nick, to answer your question, I think the reason the big kid research team got sick is they're sharing the remote to watch all these movies and Mm. germs spread, man. So, Mm. hey, got to wash your hands. Sanitize. The Batman, awesome number two. I appreciate yes. And you know what? We've, we've talked about the Batman movie, the 89 Batman movie, a many a time here on the Big Kids Show. So you can check that out on all of our other episodes. And I think we can, we can move on to number one. And number one. Number one. We've come for your daughter, Chuck. Is uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And interesting enough, his name is Beetlegeist. Oh my God, you said Beetlegeist. it three times? You know, <gasps> he shouldn't appear. This, I, I, so this may not be like some of the other top four or five here, may not be Michael Keaton's best film you know best movie as far as like an an artist level goes but this to me is number one because he was so freaking phenomenal in this movie like this was a movie that had a lot of great characters a lot of great actors and actresses playing those roles but this the scenes that did not feature him almost felt like a waste didn't they like you're like why is it this beetle guy guy in the in the film just from start to finish and he was he was so great he was funny he was he he really turned himself into a complete comic book character in my opinion and i love that he put on the voice and you know what i actually think that the beetlejuice character is a little deeper than we think and a little deeper than we remember i've watched this movie as far as Michael Keaton movies go, I've probably seen this one in Batman the most. Uh, I've I may have seen this one more than Batman, which is hard to believe. But this is a, a Halloween favorite for me. Exactly. And, and I actually think that the Beetlejuice character is a little deeper, and I think that he plays it as such. And I think that you can see that as an adult when you go back and watch it. It's kind of like. Watching a guy like his reaction, the way that he looks at the camera and looks at the um, at the other characters, he almost gives off this idea of like, I'm stuck here in purgatory and I've run out of ideas on how to move on to the next level. Uh, I, I don't know how to become human again or, you know, I don't know how to get to heaven or get to hell. I don't know where I'm going after this, but I've run out of ideas. I've been a good guy. I've been a bad guy. I've been somewhere in between and nothing's worked. And here I am just trying to figure it out. So what I think, too, is you would think that normally that would be like a cheesy, goofy role, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but he plays it to where, like, you don't even, it doesn't seem cheesy. It doesn't seem weird or fake. Like, he even plays, like, a microscopic size of himself at one point, right? Yeah. Like, when he's in the model. And, like, I've rewatched it very recently, too. And it just, it flows naturally. Like, he plays this person that's, like, it's, again, it's comedic. It's supposed to be a kind of scary. But it doesn't, I mean, it so easily could have been cheesy. And Michael Keaton just killed it with that stuff and yeah. i actually my favorite scene i have to say is like after he uh 
like someone tries to grab him and he like he shoots those little spikes out and he's like oh and you see he suddenly creates a stri- <laughs> there's a strip club in the guy's model and he's like he's like oh papa feeling frisky or something he's like he's, he's kind of walking down the thing and i just never even as a kid i was like why am i laughing at this but Apparently, I knew about strip clubs at nine years old. but <laughs> Well, now you did because Beetlejuice showed you. But, yeah. I mean, I, I think to your point, Nick, what you brought up, I think the the draw of that movie is the fact that he's not in the whole movie. Yeah. And Good when point. he comes out and shows himself, it really juices those parts. You know what I mean? I think... I mean, I'll share my favorite scene. I still cannot stop laughing when he goes into the waiting room and the guy's <laughs> sitting next to him with the shrunken head. <laughs> good work. This could be a good I look mean, for me. They just both turn their heads, like look at each other, and it oh, it's it's freaking cinema gold, man. I, if you can watch that scene and not laugh your ass off, when, when he tries to, remember his his thing says like one million five hundred ninety nine. Yeah, it's like a the guy, counter. And the other guy says four, and he's like he switches him. He's like, oh, it looks like I'm next. <laughs> well, he just pops right up. Oh, and, man. and Mark, I think you nailed it there, and I I didn't think about it in that way, but you're right. Like the Beetlejuice is a movie that it's difficult to figure out who the main character the main actor or actress is right you could you could say that it it could be Alec the, Baldwin the, the other two dead people Gina Davis Gina, or Gina Alec Davis. Baldwin you could say that it's uh, Lydia Dietz who is uh, you know or the Dietzes you could say that it's Beetlejuice it's difficult but here's what's interesting to me when we're sitting here talking about the Beetlejuice movie Everybody, when we bring up our favorite scenes, we're only bringing up the scenes that have Beetlejuice and feature mm-hmm. him in the scenes. He, a- again, it's difficult to determine who is the main character in the movie because you don't even see his character for the first part of the movie until until yeah. the uh, the characters pass away when they die on the bridge in that car accident. Yeah. And then, then you're introduced to this Beetlegeist guy and he takes over immediately. As soon as he's in, boom, the most memorable scenes of that movie are Michael Keaton. And that's yeah. well worded, Big Dick, because you're right. It's like the first maybe even like 30 minutes, there's no Michael Keaton. And then when he's in there, he's grabbing scenes. He's scary, comedic. He's jokey. I, it, I Clearly, there's a reason why I'm assuming we all had it at number one. So, yeah, this was really interesting to me Uh, when looking at the voting, the highest possible votes that one movie can receive is 30. This movie received 30 out of 30 votes. It was number one across the board. All of the big kitty elite have decided this is the number one Michael Keaton movie. Here's what I would love. I'm going to tweet this. If if Michael Keaton is on Twitter, I'm going to tweet this at. He's got to be. Mr. Keaton, right? And maybe he would tweet back a rebuttal. Maybe he goes, you know what, guys? You're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> and that would I be would, great. If Michael like, Keaton I, calls me an idiot, I, I consider it a, right, I consider me, it a say, compliment. If any of the people that we do these rankums for would give us their list, I think that'd be very beneficial for all of us because we would all love to hear what their top six we is. Need their top 10 is. We need educated. Absolutely. Clearly, maybe they get in trouble educated. for that. Who knows? But, yeah. Well, I, I have to have a come to Jesus moment here. Okay. And I, this is, I hope I don't break down during the moment. 
during this. Easy. So when we decided to do a Michael Keaton rankum, I was so happy that we were doing it. Right. I'm on the internet. I'm look, making looking, making sure that I've seen all of his movies, and I had seen most of them. This guy, his catalog is huge. He's been in so many movies. So Birdman is one. The reason why Birdman is tied for seven, and I honestly feel this way. I've not seen Birdman yet. And Ooh, this man. Oh, and so I was not able to cast a vote for Birdman. I can't cast a vote for something that I've not seen. So get ready to be weird. We had it? our deadline. We had our we had our deadline, right? Of when we had to cast our ballots and, and ha- turn our ballots in. And I said to myself, there were three Michael Keaton movies that I was going to watch beforehand and you know what life gets tough life gets difficult you get busy with work and such and and living your life and family stuff and plans and i did not get to watch these three movies birdman was one of them so i couldn't cast a vote for birdman now a lot of excuses big nick that's all I hear. Well, well, life is a pretty. Doesn't want your excuses, Nick. But, but, hey, but, no, but I'm going to cast some shade on you guys too. Now, hang because- on, Big Nick. You you know you need to explain no more because that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Because if you would have watched it, you would have voted it higher. So. You would have ranked it eight. I might be casting some shade on you guys as well, though. But like, uh, Worth is a movie that received zero votes and. Yeah. Trial of the Chicago Seven received also zero awesome. votes. That is on my two watch list. I will admit I have not seen that one. Those so, two movies I did yeah. cram at the last minute, and I watched them after the ballots were cast. And both of those movies were fantastic. Worth, Which one was I, better? Uh, it's difficult because they're very different movies. Very, very different movies. They're both uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven. Uh. Yeah, I watched it and then I went in went into the gym and just threw weights for four hours because I was angry as hell <laughs> so at the end of that movie. Oh yeah, check it out. Yeah, so swole. But That's and then Wolf, true story, worth right? Worth so. the opposite. Uh, if you want to lump in the throat and uh, little tear, couple tears maybe, watch Worth. Uh, but he's fantastic in both those movies. Some other ones that did receive some votes were Spider Man Homecoming, The Dream Team. Uh, which is an old movie, uh, Cars, Gung Ho, and the other guys all received some votes. But here we are today, boys, paying homage to the great uh, Michael Keaton, and I'm I'm glad that we are, and I think it's long overdue. I will raise my glass to one Michael Keaton, and I will also say that uh, I don't do this very often, guys. This is kind of a rare thing, so I am five for six on this list. Mm-hmm. I hit Beetlejuice at one, Batman at two, Mr. Mom at three, Multiplicity at four, Batman Returns at five. The only one I got wrong was number six. I had spotlighted tied for seven. So I'm glad you guys agree with my consensus of what the top five, <laughs> six movies should be. Technically, the founder was tied for five, but yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah. kneecap you when I see, when I. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it's getting at wild. least you have a heads up. <laughs> at least you have a heads up. It's Nancy Kerrigan time. No, I mean, honestly, it, it was a tough list to whittle down, but but the top six is much earned. And that's so. why I love the rankings, because we're yep. all throwing our own votes into it. So great job, Joe. Absolutely. Gentlemen. Well, if you haven't, yeah, check those movies out. It's definitely worth it. Big Kid Approved. 
Big Kid Tested, Big Kid Approved. All right, thank you all for joining us once again here in the Sandbox, in the Treehouse, wherever we are playing. Maybe it's the basketball court, the playground. Thank you for joining the Big Kids. Check us out next week. We'll see you again. We are the Big Kids. <laughs>